When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Joseph? We good? There's the point. What's going on, Bulls Nation? <laughs> Welcome to CHO Bulls Post Game. Coming to you live from our studios here, West Loop, downtown Chicago. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guys, big day. Bow! BAWL Sports. Will the Go Gottlieb, Will underscore Gottlieb. Our pal producer, Joyce Bathis, on the controls. He is at Joyce Bathis. Ah, uh, wow. Just a heartbreaker, a backbreaker, an everything breaker. Bulls fall to the Phoenix Suns. 115-113 is the final. Kevin Durant, the go-ahead bucket. Double clutch midi. Difficult shot. Caruso contesting it from the back. P-Will contesting him from the front. Uh, and DeRozan, after a failed lob to the rim play towards Patrick Williams, uh, didn't work. The Bulls get one more chance at it. DeRozan almost pulls off the miracle uh, running three. But it rims out, and the Bulls lose. Lots to get to in this one. A wild game, an entertaining game. Mm -hmm. Sadly, the Bulls can't hold on. Thank you for joining us. We'll get to as many of y'all's thoughts in the comments as we can. Hit that like button for hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate you. Woo! Dave, where do you want to start, man? That, oh, I mean, man. that was a wild <laughs> wi wild and crazy kids. Shout out Nickelodeon. That, that game was bonkers. Yeah. Insanity. And I enjoyed every second of that. was so much fun to watch. Um you got a little of everything in that, you know? Like, but it ended with greatness. And you know how much I love watching greatness. And Kevin Durant, Kevin man. Durant went greatness on you. Like, that was it. Like, I'm, you can't even be mad. When I'm watching him, like, I don't think I was mad one time. Like, just, I'm like, yep, that's Kevin Durant. That's what he does. I think I would have been more mad if, like, Bradley Beal or even Devin Booker was, you know, the ones doing it to you. Mm -hmm. But, damn, watching him do that, I was like, damn. I mean, I'm not happy they lost at all. But, man, dude. That was tough. But, so, man, I love the way the Bulls played. Um, I, lo I love their resolve, honestly. Uh, they they look I mean, together. They look cohesive as a unit. Um, everybody was involved and pitched in a little bit. Uh, except Drum Drummond had a bad game, I mm -hmm. thought. Uh, but, yeah, man, like, man, they, they really did play well, but they couldn't other than the quell that. Other greatness. than the final five or so minutes of the third yeah. and then a few – wayward possessions in the fourth i thought the bulls played a solid game tonight they did they did play unfortunately a solid game. you know they started out red hot from three yeah. while the sun started cold <laughs> and then that story kind of flipped and uh and that started in the third and also the other big key the sun started that run late in the third quarter when caruso picked up his fourth foul and went to the bench that was big. I, you know i'm sure suns fans are going to want to credit drew eubanks for being a gigantic you know wrecking ball machine for flipping the script because that kind of happened simultaneously to Caruso leaving with his fourth foul. But Caruso leaves with that fourth foul and the Bulls just sort of let go of the rope for a little bit. All of a sudden you're heading to the fourth with just a seven-point lead. And then the Suns see that seven-point deficit. Even on tired legs, second night of a back-to-back, -back, they're like, okay, we can chip away a seven-point deficit. Sure. That, that run they made at the end of the third was, was key, Will. Absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of said it. The Bulls started this game playing – 
maybe the best basketball that we've seen from them. And I don't know, like, if just saying that really does it justice because they've had games where they've looked really good, but that was kind of a while ago now, and they've had, like, kind of a stretch here where they just haven't looked great. This was, like, truly one of the most exciting Bulls games that we've seen in a while. Yeah, man. And, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it, great to see them play like that against a team like the Suns who is playing as well as they were. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Suns did not really shoot the ball all that well, and in the second half just exploded. The, the shot-making from Kevin Durant was just outraged. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, like, really fun. Obviously, you don't want it to happen against your team, right? But, like, yeah. it's really fun to see – great players have great performances like that. Like mm -hmm. all time great players have just incredible shot making. I mean, it's just, it was really special to watch. So that, that was a lot of fun, but yeah, I thought from the perspective of like execution, when things kind of stopped, just, you know, the ball was moving really well. They were getting a ton of threes. Once that kind of fizzled out a little bit, I thought they tried to get into some of their like half court stuff with DeMar mm -hmm. and it just never really clicked. And I don't want to like criticize DeMar too much because I thought he had a fine game. He did. But uh, yeah, I think they were just like up against this machine that was making a ton of shots. Russo went down. I thought that was a great point that you mentioned um, about how that really changed the script. And they were just a great team making a lot of great shots. I see Colin was saying um, he, he was disagreeing with me. You said, no, what you do with Kevin Durant is you wrap him up and you foul him. I'm like, the man's shooting like ninety six percent. Yeah, to from put the him at the free throw line, line he's like, shooting ninety six percent from the line in the last that. seven games. No, you absolutely don't do that. You don't foul him. And <laughs> even on top of that, you saw them wrap him up. Yeah, you. We watched them do that immediately when when they had. They a foul literally to give, defended him as well as you up. could possibly. Yeah, absolutely, that last man. Shot, it's Kevin Durant though. Like I, I don't. Y'all got to understand greatness is greatness, bro. That's like saying you know just wrap up Steph Curry. You know what I mean? Like, just wrap up LeBron. Like, greatness is greatness. You saw greatness. It's nothing you could. The man double-clutched the shot. Two people on him. Caruso swiping at him and patting his face. And he made the shot that Will didn't even know it went in. I, like, literally thought it was, like, a foot short. Because <laughs> right. the net did not the net move. It didn't move. Like, he is That's that just, kind of great, man. Like, y'all. just. Sometimes it's just greatness, dog. Like, y'all have to understand that in basketball. Sometimes it's just great. We watched it with D Rose. We watched it with Mike. I watched it with Ben Gordon. Mm. Sometimes it's just greatness. All right. And you got to tip your cap to that, Mrs. Corningstone. You got to tip your cap to that. But damn, like, you can't just say, let me foul one of the greatest free throw shooters of all time, man. Like, that's just what he is. Like, you foul him, he goes to the line to get to. You have to play the defense. You have to take the chance while you're playing that defense against him and guarding him. Now, I do agree with. Caruso taking that fifth foul, I don't agree with that shit at all. I thought Patrick should have been up there on him. If you're going to take that foul and wrap him up, no, save that. Because regardless, Matt, of if when he got that, it's still five fouls. Because so, I think mentally that still changes how you defend somebody. Because now you have to worry like, oh, man, if I pick up this foul and we go into overtime, then I'm done. So you still put something in your brain. But that's why I'm like, if you're going to do it, fine. Put Patrick up there, let him make the foul, and that's fine. But regardless – it's still Kevin Durant's, man. Y'all got to accept that sometimes. It's just greatness, man. He was it's just some of the shots. It wasn't even yes, that Yes, I like, said that Ben one Gordon was... and greatness. Are you kidding me? Did you watch Ben Gordon play I mean, in the fourth quarter? That, that, on, that entire fourth quarter was just Kevin Durant being Kevin Durant. Yeah. And, you know, credit to Kobe White, who made a couple of big buckets. DeMar, a couple of key shots, including, you know, the one to tie it on the Bulls' final offensive possession before yeah. the, the last 1.6-second heave. Even Vooch, who, you know – Love him or hate him, and, you know, there's good Vooch and bad Vooch. He had a couple of key buckets late. Big, um, yeah. I've obviously missed a, a good look at an open three. That would have been huge. Yeah. But um, 
But before we move on, I just I, I see a lot of people in the comments talking about it, including Joe Hahn, who said, "Call out the refs, you pathetic Chicago media." Hey, hey thank give you. Give us a second, Hi. first of all. <laughs> Hi, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you being here. Uh, second, okay. I know that there are a lot of people confused and or upset about the Demar baseline midi that was originally called an and one, and then was challenged by Phoenix reviewed and overturned because as they showed you on the replay eight times, and this is coming from one of the biggest Grayson Allen haters in the world. Top three. But so, someone who's lucky enough to have two functioning eyeballs, what we saw shout out, shout out to site. is that Tamar, after releasing the shot on the follow-through, grabs with his offhand, with Tamar's left hand, grabs Grayson Allen's arm and yanks it and... Maybe Jamar's trying to do a little sneaky ploy way to get an and one there, which, you know, an extra free throw on top of the made bucket would be huge. But that's what happened. Am I a little surprised they wiped the bucket off the board and called it an offensive foul instead of just saying successful challenge, no foul, bucket good? Right. Yeah. Very. But also, if you think about it, do you know what they call offensive fouls for sometimes? Shooters kicking their legs out after their shot is released. Mm -hmm. If the shot that they release goes in... Wiped off offensive foul instead. DeMar yanked Grayson Allen's arm down on his follow through. It's a weird thing that happened, but I don't think that that was the refs like calling the game for the Suns' favor. It sucks, but that's what happened. Yeah, it sucks, and that would have happened. But they were shitty tonight. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just say they weren't shitty. Like they did. They did have some really, really shitty calls. But Wait. that one, I won't. I won't remove that. Even though I'm still like. I thought the shot should have been allowed. So Cody, Cody Weschelin just tweeted out the rule from the rule book on this. Joey, I just sure. threw it to you in Slack. Maybe you can throw it up. Here come the rules, baby. Come um, on, go. No, because it's interesting. But he says, I'm with it. Regarding DeMar DeRozan foul, NBA rule book states, no points can be scored on an offensive foul. It also states that, quote, if a loose ball foul called against the offensive team is then followed by a successful field goal attempt by the same offensive player, no points may be scored. So mm. even if there was a foul. The rules. Like, so, Before or after the play, because it was on that same play, they could not have called the basket good. So even if they called it a loose ball foul on DeMar after the shot, as opposed no to an basket. offensive foul, like as like within the shot, mm -hmm. either way, the, the bucket gets wiped out, is what you're saying the rule loose, book says? Loose ball foul called against the offensive team is then followed by a successful field goal attempt by the same offensive player. No points may be scored. That okay. Is, that well, is the rule. So the book. Is. Them's the rules. Uh, there it is. Thought you knew. Uh, Paul Williams said, we don't get the same contact fouls going to the hole as our opponents. It's ridiculous. But maybe some nights you feel like certain people, and Kobe White in particular, doesn't oh get the goodness. foul calls that he's starting to honestly deserve and earn. Yeah. The Bulls took 14 free throws tonight. The Suns took 17. So, mm -hmm. like, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm not blaming this one on the refs. Mm -hmm. I'm not. You had a 23-point lead in the second half of a game where you, yeah, you had to fly out, but you had a night off, and your opponent's playing the second night of a back-to-back. -back. You cannot blame the rest for this loss. You can't. Can't blame them for the loss, no. I can't say some of them calls were shitty. Sure. I could definitely say that because they were. But I'm not blaming them at all for the loss. But they, they did have some really questionable, shitty calls out there tonight. That I is feel, for sure. I feel like they kind of just played it pretty loose the whole game. Like, they just... You know, there were obviously you're going to get some foul calls, but it didn't feel like they were just calling a bunch of ticky tack fouls either way. It just felt like there was they were playing through contact. Felt, felt a little ticky tacky. Like there were a couple where Drummond, like 
put his shoulder through mm-hmm. Drew, Drew Eubanks mm-hmm. like two or three times, but the first time, that could, I thought that could have been an offensive but foul. But he was he in just, the circle, so that's the reason I felt they didn't even call anything because he was standing in that circle when he put his shoulder into him. But yeah, but can't you still get a foul within the circle if it's just like an offensive foul? Like you not can't necessarily. A I charge. mean, you can't really call it a charge or offensive foul like if he's in the circle. You know okay, I mean? maybe that's true. I'm just yeah. That's I just why I thought like, they let it go, and it's for, for that reason. Yeah, my point is just that there was a lot of contact in this game that sure. I thought was not being called for both sides. Yeah, but bottom line, greatness. <laughs> I, I can't. I gotta keep that. This is where I'm at with you, man. I'm with you on this. Mm-hmm. Like that was still greatness that we watched win. You know. And that's why you, we got to, you got, I don't know, I don't know if you got to accept it or, but you, you ain't got to like it, but that's what it is. You watch the dude be great. You know, he pointed it out to you, the free throw discrepancy, even though it was large in the beginning, mm-hmm. the Bulls started getting, like you said, coming back, getting their free throw shots. 17 to 14 is not a lot, you know, either way, you know, it wasn't like they were getting 30, you know what I mean? Attempts at the line. That's not a lot. So that's fair in a sense. I'm not happy with some of the calls that were being called. No, but I'm not blaming the rest for the loss. But I can call a call shitty if I see it and I think that it's shitty. But that ain't why you lost. You lost because Kevin Durant is freaking great. You did a great job on Booker. You did a great job on Bill. And we talked about it in pregame, how excited I was to watch them go up against those guys because I feel the Bulls' best defenders are guards. And I thought they did a really solid job against those guys. Booker was barely involved in that fourth quarter. Booker Booker only took 11 shots all night. Man, like that's great. But there's nothing you can do about one of the greatest players ever when he decides to be one of the greatest players ever. Yeah. Like there's no defense for that. I don't care who you're putting on him. You put Caruso on him, he's shooting over him. You put Pat on him, he's shooting over him, and he's taking him to the cup. Like, what do you do? (laughs) You're just right. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's a crazy angle from the NBA Twitter account posted. You see Caruso flying by and trying to block from behind. You see Pat contesting. His face. From, it's yes. just absurd. And by the way, Katie, that's as well as you can contest a shot correct. without fouling yes. someone. Yes. By the way, KD, 17 points in the fourth quarter. Buckets. 13 points in the third quarter. He just Buckets, he just man. went off. He's like, dude, just you greatness. tip your cap. So he, so he had so he had 13 at half and finished with 43. <laughs> that is what I'm telling it's you. It's a beast. That Slim, is a damn beast. Slim Reaper, man. Like, literally, tip of the cap. You tip. And we've done it before. Forgot. We've seen DeMar DeRozan do those kind of things. That Clippers yeah. game comes to my and mind. And that was probably, like, the fifth most impressive half by a player tonight. Because <laughs> yeah, right. there's just some craziness <laughs> and, going and on. And Pete Towns did some dumb shit tonight. Uh, but, okay, so if, if there are some Bulls fans, and it seems like there are some of you out there in our comments, who aren't satisfied with the tip of the cap to KD, it is what it is because you're wanting to nitpick what happened with the Bulls, you know, last handful of possessions down the stretch, that, that's fine, that's fair. I, I'd like to do so too. Sure. Because you kind of expected the Suns, even on a back-to-back, we're going to make some kind of run. Mm-hmm. This is a good team you that's cooking, that's playing at home yeah. on a five-game winning streak. You knew a run was coming. Yeah. It's just whether or not you could withstand it. I see plenty of people in the comments talking about Kobe White and a lack of touches and or shots down the stretch. Yeah. Freddie Pun, one of several in the comments saying, you got to set up a three for Kobe or Crusoe, down two on the road with 1.6 seconds. I'm sorry. Uh, a lot of other people wondering about DeRozan, ISO. Uh, Jamie, the DeRozan ISO stuff on every fourth quarter possession needs to stop. It isn't what you, uh, it isn't what got you through the whole night. I, like, did I have an issue with some of the DeMar possessions down the stretch that were ISO? Not, not tonight, because you know what he did? He got buckets. Like, yeah. Obviously, the we already covered the baseline midi that turned into an offensive foul instead of an and one. That's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but he also got key buckets for you. I did have an issue possession. with those 
when Vooch came back in in the fourth, they went to Vooch three straight possessions. Sure. And I was like, and you said it, Will. It's and I was like Vooch. nodding with you. And I was thinking the same thing. It's like, it's, it's a lot of Vooch. Vooch. But the thing is, like, at that point, they had taken DeMar out for a quick uh, quick breather. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like around six minutes, I think. And, and that's when they went to Vooch three straight times. And obviously, I think one of those was a pick and roll. It was like a dump off pass from Kobe. Two of them were post-ups. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... That's the value of having three guys that can go get you a bucket at any point. Mm-hmm. And I think people are trending towards this idea that, like, you got to give the ball to Kobe and get out of his way. And I just don't think that that's the kind of player that Kobe is. I think he's capable of doing that, and he obviously shows that he can score that way. But what has make, what's making him so great is the ability to play off of DeMar and Vooch and attack when guys get doubled like he is so good as a floor spacer mm-hmm. um, and attacking closeouts and getting into the paint he obviously can run some pick and roll he obviously has shown just an incredible improved handle he was like toasting guys in transition in half court like just absolutely freezing defenders um so i'm not saying like he can't be an isolation scorer but i don't think that's his primary skill i don't think that's his best skill and i don't want to like take him out of that and then overload him with more stuff that will make him look a little bit overwhelmed. Mm. So I, I do think, like, on that last possession, we can talk about those last couple of plays. Sure. The, there was one, it was like a alley-oop play where they set up a lob for Patrick to go. It was 1.6 seconds. <laughs> I, like, why? that was a fine play. Why? I don't really understand why they would go to that with, like, 1.6 seconds yes. as opposed to, like, that's a to half me, that's like play, a half-second yes, play. Right. right. And, like, no offense intended, but of all the players to draw up a play for, and... For a finishing through traffic at the rim, yeah, Patrick Williams, yeah. When has his name ever been synonymous with clutch and converting at the rim? Because yeah. never or is the an answer. Opportunity, and I think, like, either. if it's Go one, ahead. if it's like point six, point five seconds left, Patrick's probably the guy that can be sure most effective in that situation. Like, you're yeah. not lobbing up to Kobe or yeah. Io. No offense to those guys, that just Patrick can probably get up a little bit higher. But to me. I just didn't think they really needed to go to that right away. Obviously, people probably would have wanted them to put the ball in Kobe's hands, and I'm sure that's what they're saying in the comments right now. No, I'm laughing at Pete Will supporter. But <laughs> what did he say? He said he got fouled. He, got fouled. he did. No, it was before that. Like, like the guy could jump out of the gym. That was a great play. That, the criticism there is more just like about running that play at that time. <laughs> He's not serious. I think people are pissed about Kobe not taking the final shot. Yeah, um, that part. Kobe set the screen for DeMar. There was one second, DeMar got an inbounds pass and immediately shot it. Like, they didn't really, like, have time to set up in isolation. Uh, you probably could run that play for Kobe. He's probably a better shooter in that scenario coming off yes, the screens. I agree. Uh, from that distance. But I don't think in that's, like, the way that the inbound pass happened, like, the way that DeMar was being defended, he had to come closer to the sideline. They probably didn't want yeah. it to get to that point yeah. at all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could totally see that argument that, like, you probably want to – in a catch and shoot situation where you're looking for a three, look for Kobe. Kobe. I yeah, get that. That's that's the yes. Everything you just said exactly uh, what I was thinking about that with Kobe because and especially because he had Grayson on him. Now he was going. He was one on one. You know, with Grayson at the top of the key and coming off after setting that screen for Demar coming to the top of the key. So he had a little space. You know, not mm-hmm. a lot, just a little space to get the ball. And do and do something with it, and I would have been completely comfortable, you know, with whatever shot that was going to be, more so than I was with that Demar shot, which felt like, oh my God, I hope in a prayer because you got Durant on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when you got Durant on you and no time to do anything but go up with it, you know, seven, eight times out of ten, that's not going to go in. You know I what I mean? I think the 
I'm just rewatching it here. I think sure. that the idea was to get Durant switched onto Kobe. Right, right, right. I'm and they you. just didn't switch it. Like boom. So right once there, you get there, comes out. Right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Once you get there, it's like hard to. I know you guys can't see this. Sorry, we're yeah. like talking. No, not, we're not great podcasting. Yes, but I think the idea was to get Durant switched onto Kobe so that yeah. so that Grayson would be on Demar. Correct. So that he could get the ball at the elbow, but. Durant didn't switch, right. forced him to come closer to the sideline, which is where now you're in a really tough shot yes. situation. But I think that's where, if that's the case, that's where you go to Kobe. And I, and I felt like it was, he had time. To, they did not feel like they had seconds. an outlet in that situation where, okay, DeMar's not available, now Kobe needs to get open somehow. Yeah, it just it really felt like it was like, DeMar a bust. Yeah. And I felt like Kobe should have had a little more say-so uh, in that because Kobe was hitting some clutch buckets also in Massive. that fourth quarter. Yeah, Kobe man. had 10 in the fourth. Yes, Massive. man, Kobe was going off. So I'm like, if you're doing it like that, I get and and I feel like you though too, Matt, because I'm like it wasn't like Demar was just chucking up bricks out there in no, the fourth, bro. No. He was in some key we, buckets. We we've seen bad Demar ISO yeah. Yeah. resulting in a loss, and you know bad Demar fourth quarter ISO resulting in a loss this season. Tonight was not that. Yeah, I don't think at least. Yeah, uh, and like if you have an issue with Demar taking the last shot instead of Kobe specifically, damn it, I wanted Kobe to take the last shot tonight, and Demar took it instead. Okay, you're allowed to have that gripe. Maybe there was a wrinkle of that play that was drawn up where they tried to get Kobe a shot. Mm-hmm. Demar ends up taking it. Also, Demar's hit how many clutch shots in his freaking career? He also career? was so and close to making he that. He was <laughs> double covered and got a shot off before the clocks hit zero and almost banked it in. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't trash. No. Now, when you are in a one point six seconds heave in a prayer situation, Demar got a pretty good. Shot at a heave and a prayer. Heave and a prayer. If you want to be pissed that Kobe didn't take the last shot, okay, be pissed. Would I have loved to see Kobe take a last shot there? Absolutely. And i like to see more of it going forward. Yeah. Because he continues to prove it. Kobe has always been good in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So now adding that to his game and what he's doing now in all three quarters and then combining what he can do in the fourth, he has earned an opportunity to get some last-second looks. Uh, Sung Hyung. Uh, saying he and CEO in the comments saying it's not about the last shot. It's about the whole clutch time. We also saw Kobe get touches and shots in yeah, the final five minutes of yeah. a very tight game. It wouldn't have been close without him. Like, the other I mean, thing is, like, yeah. Billy Donovan is writing up a sideline out-of-bounds play with 1.6 seconds left in a game where you're down by two and you've just given up a 20-something point lead and you're in and away game and you're trying to win like he's not thinking about well are the fans gonna prefer that i like go to kobe in this situation or damar he's like no i'm gonna give it to the guy who has proven that he can hit game winners i understand that there's like an element of we want to see growth and i think that's a valid argument yes but i think it's a separate argument what the bulls are trying to do right now is win games as we've Mm -hmm. talked about they can't, it's like very difficult to do both things. If you're trying to develop players, you got to go the developmental route. If you're trying to win games today, you got to go with the win games today route. And part of that is going to DeMar in those situations because right. DeMar has proven he can hit those shots. Did it work out the way that they wanted? Probably not. But I don't think it was a terrible shot. It almost went in. And yeah, I think I agree that it would have been nice to get Kobe a nice catch and shoot in that situation. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to come down on Billy for giving it to a guy who's proven he can hit game-winning shots. No, he was the first option. I have no issue with him being option number one uh, in that situation. It was just more so I thought the better option was to get Kobe when he was coming back, you know, to the top of the key. Now, whether that's on Billy or whether that's on Alex or that's just how they felt the game flowed is another topic. You know what I mean? But, I have no, I don't have an issue with DeMar being number one option because it's freaking DeMar DeRozan. I just thought Kobe had a better look. As soon as you see DeMar is going to stay with uh, I'm seeing, sorry, as soon as you see KD is going to stay with DeMar, 
for me, immediately my vision yeah, goes to totally Kobe agree White. that they did not have a good backup option on that play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, flip side in the comments saying, I love me some King in the fourth Debo, but it just felt like Kobe should have got the last shot. Exciting and entertaining game, though. Gabriel in the comments saying, when we see Kobe go sub-zero, play design for him. Uh, man, yeah, he's fun um, to watch, man. <laughs> Kobe. Uh, Bridget saying, how are you going to know what you have with Kobe at the end of a game if you never give him the ball? Uh, I think it was Bo Ski who oh, wait, also Wait, hold chimed. on. Do we not know what we have in Kobe? Kobe was awesome. Co yeah, I mean. Like, I'm not awesome, trying to take man. away from Kobe at all. Kobe he was, was incredible he was tonight. outstanding. He had 26 on 10 of 14, 4 of 5 from 3. Oh, by the way, also 10 boards and nine assists. Nice. One assist shy of a triple-double, which is, I think, the point that I think a lot of Bulls fans are making and, and what they're feeling. Kobe's been playing incredible lately. He was playing incredibly tonight. Give him the last shot. I think it's a fair argument to say, give Kobe the last shot. People in the comments also saying, you know, DeMar's stunting Kobe's growth. Somebody was talking about DeMar's uh, ego and, and Billy being afraid of DeMar's ego, not letting Kobe have that final shot because DeMar won't let that fly and Billy's too chicken to tell DeMar you can't take the last shot. Look, who are we to know if that's actually what's going on? Um, but I did see some DeMar teams interested in trading for him updates earlier today. Will I hate it if the Bulls find a trade partner for DeMar before this trade deadline on February 8th? And a lot of people in Bulls Nation clamoring for more Kobe and less DeMar get to see what we see? I won't hate that at all because it would be forward thinking, in my opinion. Kobe White. The, I, I'm, I'm sure I want to I save Kobe White for the second segment because I really think yeah. he just needs more time at how good he was playing tonight. So He was amazing. I'm not going to uh, get too much in, into him, but I just really feel like the Bulls played a really excellent game, and it just came down to greatness. And you knew Phoenix was going to make a run. You just knew it was coming, all right? This is a really good team. And I think you did a great job on their guards. You took out two of their three of their two of three of their big three. They didn't have just backbreaking games. But Kevin Durant is a beast. He is the Durantula. There's a reason he has two nicknames that we both know him by. He is that damn good. But man, dude, they just played so well. But it's nothing you can really do about greatness at a certain point in time. Now, you are who you are in certain areas as far as a three-point shooting team. They were shooting lights out, you know, in the first half. You knew that was coming down. Yeah. You know, in the second half. We knew that was going to happen. The Bulls were shooting, like, above 65% yeah, early yeah. on. Just not going to be and, sustainable. And 50% from three. They yeah. end up shooting 48% from the field. Yeah. And and about 38% uh, from three. Yeah. Not terrible, but regression to the mean. Yes. You You're had gonna to see come that back. coming. It's going to come back down to earth. Um, And, and guys like – like, I mentioned Drummond in pregame, but I thought he played a, one of his worst games I've seen – in, in recent memory, I should say. He really had a tough game, man. And uh, he let Eubanks kind of get under him a little bit and got called. When he got called for that uh, technical foul, like you mm -hmm. said, it coincided with kind of Caruso getting his foul and going out. But I just felt like that was all at once because you kind of felt the winds shift, yeah. you know what I'm saying, a little bit in that game. And when those winds shifted, you saw the dude who was, who was in the boat driving the sail was Kevin Durant. And it just went insane with them, man. So, yeah, they didn't, they didn't have anything to counter it back with. They did a great job just maintaining and sticking with it and trying to maintain their lead. Mm -hmm. Guys like Ayo DeSumo, I mentioned Kobe White, 19 and 17 for Vooch. You know right. what I mean? Like, those guys did their best to do it, man. But it's only one Kevin Durant out here. And when he decides to go that, it is what it is, bro. Oh, my goodness. We have to take our first break. Sure. But David Williams in the comments, Billy never called a timeout during the Suns' run. Uh, 
Yeah, he yeah, did. He did. He did, bro. He, he did. He did for sure. If you're gonna if you're gonna come at somebody, whether it's Billy or anyone else, come with accuracy. Uh, all right, like Tom Brady. We're gonna take our first break. We'll come <laughs> back. Plenty more to get to on tonight's game. Dave wants to talk about Kobe some more. I want to talk about Io Desumo a little bit. That too. Um, you know what to do. Hit the thumb. Make sure you subscribe to CSGO Sports on YouTube. Circa Sportsbook. Circa. The best place to get those bets in. I will sheepishly admit to all of you that I put some money on the Suns at halftime tonight. Cause, Sheepish. Well. Because he's Matt Pat. It was a good bet. I like that. When you say this is the most non-fun it was way. The, I said it was the least fun way to win money that okay. I've had in a while. <laughs> yes. He was drying his tears with bills, $100 bills. Even, even a little part of me wanted to see the Bulls pull that game out. Because <laughs> they were playing well, and it was fun. It was fun. Um, Damn, was fun. But Circa is the place to be to get those tight money line splits and low hold model. They always strive to have those minus 110 odds as their starting point, not 115 or 120 like mm-hmm. a lot of the other sports bettors. Also, if you feel like you have an inkling or who's going to win the NBA title this year, who's going to win MVP, other large market futures bets like that in the NBA – the best place to do that with the best odds and the best values is at Circa. Circa. They encourage bettors to download and try their Circa Sports Illinois app, but also on top of that, download and try any sports betting app you want. They encourage you to do so because they're confident that more often than not, you'll find the best value, the best odds, the best user experience, and they know you will find the best customer service at Circa. Real people behind that Circa Sports app who resolve issues in a timely fashion unlike those other sports bettors who use the dreaded chatbots. Useless. Jerks. Uh, All aspects of that Circa app are being run by the same team that run the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Vegas, baby, Vegas. Mm. Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Be on the lookout for Circa's events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Text GAMB to... 833234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Mm, guys, give Joey the thumbs. He mm, needs mm, the thumbs, mm. all right? He wants them all. He puts them in a jar and he holds them right there and he sits right next to him and he says, because <laughs> he wants more. Give that man more thumbs. Hit that thumbs Accurate. up button and show us some love. But also, show yourself some love and get yourself right, tight, and correctified. At the Midtown Athletic Club, y'all. This is the place to be, the place to go if you want to get yourself in shape and do it at an amazing, amazing, amazing place. It's the Midtown Athletic Club, y'all. Honestly, it's the place to be. Four awesome locations. Palatine in the northwest suburbs. Bannockburn in the north shore. Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs. And the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. As Karm calls it, the crown jewel of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. It is Matt Peck's sister approved. And the Midtown Palatine has launched a multi-million dollar transformation. You heard what I said. Multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early this year. So, and also, Midtown is offering no initiation fees this January at Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook locations. So get yourself right and enjoy your day and save yourself some money there's nothing wrong with any of this. This sounds awesome. They got something for everybody. Whether you're single, whether you're a family with kids, whether you're someone looking to make lifestyle changes, or you're someone into holistic wellness, 
Hello, they got your back. So many classes, over 100 classes per week that comes with your membership. You can just go pick and choose what you want to do. Yoga, boxing, spinning, cycling, cross training, group exercises, high intensity interval training. What you want? They got your back. Basketball course. They got that covered. They got the saunas ready. They got that covered. They got the luxe locker rooms. So you go in there and look in that mirror and say, damn, I'm looking right. And I'm getting it tight because I'm at the Midtown Athletic Club and the mirror's going to look back at you and say, you're damn right. And the best tennis courts out there. Who knows that? Carm, Hogue is what they, what they swear by is these places. All right? Indoor and outdoor tennis, pickleball and paddle tennis, professional quality, all of the way. Oh, and just because they love you so much, the CHGO Bears and the Chicago Sports Podcast will be filming live from the Midtown Bannockburn location Thursday, the 25th. That's Coming this up, Thursday. That is this Thursday, Bam. the 25th. Guests of the shows are complimentary that day. If you're there to watch the show, you're there to enjoy it, you can enjoy all the awesome amenities of the Midtown Athletic Club. You will be comped. That is your day. Come check out the space and catch the show. So head over to Midtown dot com slash chgo that's midtown.com slash chgo find out more and to tour the midtown athletic club nearest you because it's the midtown athletic club y'all sweat it out they out get it out they out uh moving along thanks everybody for hanging out with us tonight hit that thumbs up uh throw some super chats if you feel so inclined chris davis uh is gonna get us back on track in the comments saying when can we have the discussion about Kobe growing in the last shot moments to continue to build his confidence as the future of now? this team. <laughs> Tonight would have would have been great. Tonight would have been a great opportunity to find uh, get that ball into Kobe's hands for the final shot. Um, he did. I mean, as you pointed out, Will, he had, what, 10, 10 points in the fourth? 10 points tonight? in the fourth quarter, yeah. So it's not like Kobe vanished in the fourth. He was there. Um, it was, uh, you know. I, I love what we saw from Kobe in the fourth tonight. I love yeah. what we saw from him all night long. All night. We've all established none of us would have had any issue, but rather would have loved to see Kobe get that final shot with sure. 1.6 left on the clock. Didn't work out that way. Dave, what, what are you feeling about Kobe after Look, tonight? Man, 26 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals. He was 10. <laughs> this is dumb. 10 of 14 from the field. Yeah. <laughs> That's dumb. All right, as you're a point That's guard. That's joker shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's for real, though. You know what I mean? That is crazy. That is crazy good. Four of five from the three-point line as well. That man played amazing, amazing basketball. And you know this. I know you'll love this, Matt. One turnover. Damn. <laughs> Nine one. dimes, one turnover? One. One turnover. The, the growth and evolution. Look, I'm – I'm through talking about just how great I thought Kobe White was going to be and all that other stuff. We're, we're seeing it right now. I like the, the spot I'm in right now, Will, is the fact that I expect it now. Every single game, I go in and I just expect Kobe White to be great, to be awesome, to do some awesome things out there on the floor, defensively and offensively. I love the fire that he showed also because he got into it a little bit, you know, got a little chest bumpy. A little bit with Grayson Allen and all those guys. The hard fouls that he committed. Bumpy. Yeah, a little chest bumpy. It happens, man. You got the hard fouls he was committing as well, you know, which were just basketball hard fouls because you saw, um, I can't remember who the young man he fouled, but you saw you. Josh Kogi. Thank you. 
As soon as uh, that happened, he went up, shook his hand. You know, it was all love. You know what I mean? Because they understood it was just basketball. There was nothing malicious about it. And Kobe just becoming that kind of dude and growing in his role, man. That's leadership stuff that he's kind of growing into, which is why people wanted to see him, you know, kind of take that last shot because they just feel that leadership quality growing in Kobe White. You see it. You're watching it. You're like, yes, more, more, put more of this in my veins. He is distributing the ball so beautifully the way that he is getting guys open, because that one play where he got Patrick open on that baseline for that three-pointer yeah, shot. Yeah, so nice. My God, man, just taking that little extra dribble that allowed him to float out a little bit more on that baseline, and then he hit him. It was like he hand-delivered it, like, here you go, fella. You know what I mean? This is what you want. Bow, cash money. I love this kind of stuff from Kobe White. That is the point. Garsmanship is off the chain right now with Kobe. I just love the fact, Will, that I'm in a place where I expect it every night. And what's crazy about that, because I, I want to talk about the defenses and the way teams are guarding him. So NBA defenses, there's like a couple of different ways that teams defend. And obviously there's like variations on each one. But for the most part, like the rotations, once you get into the paint, are all pretty much the same. The low man, so the opposite side uh, corner defender, has to pull over to the helpline mm -hmm. to try to pull off drives. And then everybody else X's out and fills in. And... He understands that, and so he also knows how to manipulate it when something's happening. So on that last play, he saw on the drive that somebody else was going to fill in on to one of these other spaces that was being occupied, and he drew the defender over there with him mm -hmm. and then found Patrick in the corner. And so mm -hmm. it's like these examples of ways that he is just understanding the game, but beyond that, just like understanding how to manipulate the, in those moments and, and knowing when... Uh, defenses are going to guard him in certain ways, and what's the counter to that? Yeah. And I think when you're five years in the league, when your game is, like, really flowing the way that it has been for him, and he's, like, in command of his pace, his ball handling, like, he's just able to play through different paces and speeds of the game um, and, and just take advantage in those situations. So I mm -hmm. was super impressed with Kobe. This was, like, one of his best games, I thought. Obviously, there's games where he just explodes from deep and yeah. scores a bunch of points. Yeah. There's games you know, where he just looks all around really good. And to me, this was one of those situations where it was everything. It was, like it was he everything. Was, he was hot from three. He had 10 points in the fourth quarter, a near triple-double. He was defending well. He was, like, blowing by guys off the dribble. He was getting out in transition. Wow. He was hitting spot-up threes. He just – he did everything. It was a complete game from him. And, yeah, four of four for 10 points in the fourth quarter. Four um, of four. He was just – he was sensational. Dude, I mean – The blow-by on KD was vicious. The, you know, the – 10 of 14 overall from the field and knowing he was hot, which means that he was six of eight inside the arc. And I swear, when I think about that, six of eight, six made uh, field goals inside the arc tonight. And I feel like I can vividly remember five of them being disgusting handles leading to a disgusting layup. Yes. That's yes. uh, just one of those where you just, oh my yeah. God, Colby. Yeah. But in a good way. In an awesome way. I mean, his, his ball handling. And his layup package is becoming something truly special. Yeah. It's awesome to watch. It really is, man. It's so much fun. And it's the fact that he's doing it against whoever's on him. He's not man. just picking on the worst defender and out there. They put KD on he, him. He blew by KD. Blew by him, though, with that ill lay-in right there. And, Go you on. know, look, is KD getting a little long in the tooth and sure. taking some defensive possessions off here and there? Yeah. But he's also, like, maybe their best defensive player. Boom. And he needs that. to be their defensive anchor. Yeah. Yes. So putting him on him like you just weren't expecting that. And I don't think KD was. He's like, wait, what? 
<laughs> Where'd he go? Oh, shit. This dude's good. And the way he laid it in, you yeah. know, he's learning. He, well, I shouldn't say is learning. He's learning how to lay in and protect himself and protect the ball when he's going. Ayo's doing that as well also. Yeah, I was going to but, but going in and laying it in and, and letting the rim and everything around protect him, you know what I'm saying, even more. Uh, to finish that layup. It's something he did not have early on. Absolutely. I remember watching him so many times, and he's not like an above-the-rim kind of player. He'll right. get up for a dunk every once in a while, but he's like not really an above-the-rim kind of player. And if you are going to get to the rim and score to open up your game, you need to have different types of packages yeah. to finish. And, yeah, he's just gotten so much better with timing, change of pace, different spots on the backboard, yeah, uh, different nice. angles like from his like, – Closer to the, closer to his face, mm-hmm. you know, more of like a hook shot. He's just he's changed up his his game so much. He he just looks like a completely different player this yes. year. Uh, Gabriel in comments said, "Now we need Kobe dribbling to influence Pat's dribbling." I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're correct. Ta- you're talking about a wide chasm there. Go to um, the, the dribble. Look, but we've seen the growth yeah. in Kobe's ball handling skills. Yeah, it is massive. I'm I'm not saying that we can't see Pat make an improvement on his ball handling. I'm saying I would be shocked if it gets to the level that Kobe has brought his ball handling to. Mm. I mean, Kobe, before he got this good at ball handling, was not dribbling the ball off his foot every other time he tried to dribble. Mm. Am I, you know, exaggerating a little bit there when referencing what happens when Pat tries to put the ball on the floor? A little bit, but just a little bit. (laughs) There were multiple times tonight where Pat tried to put the ball on the floor yeah, the one with KD immediately took it from him as soon as he uh, started dribbling. Poorly. I mean, it's like an auto so, turnover. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> it's auto-turnover. on past the do list. But again, this is his fourth season. Yeah. It should have been on his to-do list the whole freaking time. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen any evidence that it's gotten any better. And I don't, I don't want to hear about Pat and, you know, needing touches and like, oh, DeMar's hampering his development or Zach's hampering. Because, like, guess what? You can have a basketball that you dribble anywhere. It doesn't need to be in the parameters of an NBA game. Mm. Work on your ball handling. Spend the offseason working on your ball handling. You know what other Bulls player, though, did have a big breakthrough uh, after spending four years in the NBA? Choose that. Kobe White. This is true. So This is true. Fully developed. Not yet. Yeah, I, I, like I said, my, my year not for that was next year. I, right. I said that to start. My I just have real like, year. it's just too, and I agree, it's definitely, but you never know. You just never know when it's when things yeah. are going to click for him and so when opportunities going to. The thing you know, is, <laughs> at the end of last year, like we really yeah. saw Kobe start to figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. That like is true. The last stretch of last season, he really mm-hmm. it started to click for him. Yeah, and obviously he's like taking that to a totally different level totally, this year. Whole new level. But I think that's that's a big thing. Is going to be. How does Patrick finish this season? Obviously, it's going to have yeah, huge implications for his contract situation, sure. which is looming. But also, I think just for player development in general, a lot of young players, they start to figure things out towards the end of a season, and then they try to carry that into the next year. Uh, usually, it's like their second year into their third year or their first year into their second year. Mm-hmm. But guys develop at different rates. And I also think we – I wrote about this the other day. We talked about it. Flex. Um, after the last game with Billy. But, like, to Flex. me, the situation that, that Patrick's in, like a lot of people, and I've said this before too, will criticize Patrick because, well, he's got opportunities – to take guys off the dribble in attacking closeout situations. So you can't tell me that, like, just because DeMar's on the team, he, he has no room to grow. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got chances to attack. But I think that, like, attacking a closeout is a different skill to learn than okay. attacking when you've got the ball in your hands at the top of the key and the defense is set. 
and you see where everybody is. You can survey the field sure. and like understand where you got to break guys down. That's a totally different skill than attacking a guy closing out to you and you've got a split second to make a decision of you're going left, right, shooting, passing, getting off of it. Obviously, like if you put the ball in Patrick's hands at the top of the key and ask him to make a play, I don't think it would always go well because we just talked about it. His, his ball handling is not that great. Right. Um, and I think his, his like pull-up shooting is too slow. Mm-hmm. But I do think that's a separate skill and it's taken him probably too long to really get good at that and figure it out. But he is getting better at it, yeah. and he is starting to figure it out. And you'll see moments where it kind of clicks for him, and he gets all the way to the rim. You'll see moments where he hesitates, and that's why Billy took him out of the game early against the Grizzlies. <laughs> um, so I just I think the th- those are those are different skills, and I I do think Patrick is learning and getting better. Am I expecting him to take like a Jimmy Butler, Kobe White kind of fifth year leap? Probably not. But I do think it's okay if he's just a good. 3 and D wing role player. Mm-hmm. And if anything else happens, that'd be even better. And also stepping out of bounds. <laughs> Got to yeah. stop that also. Stop. That's what the ball handling is. His footwork. Yes, is yeah. correct. Footwork is not right. Um, you know, I, in a little bit of Pat's defense, uh, and I do like this comment from Tyrone Stevens, who said, I love Stacey King, but I swear he acts like Pat was just letting Durant score. In the words of Pat Bev, he's Kevin Durant. It's Kevin Durant. Look, I, I mean, did KD cook Pat Williams Durant, a couple I'm of Kevin times Durant. tonight? <laughs> Yeah. Did we see Kevin Durant cook basically everyone in a Bulls jersey at various points tonight, especially in the third and fourth quarters? Sure. Yes. Sure. It was, you know, you said in pregame you were looking forward to seeing what Pat could do defensively against yeah. KD tonight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I thought we saw some valiant efforts. Uh, Have we honestly, seen Kevin Durant cook people for the last 15 years in this league? I kind of. I, I think <laughs> multiple Bulls did an admirable job Ding up Devin Booker throughout tonight. Yeah. We even saw one possession where it was like, hey, Dalen Terry just stood his own against Devin Booker. Good yeah. for you, Dalen Terry. Yeah. But yeah, Kevin Durant tonight said, I'm one of the five best basketball players on planet Earth. Yeah. I don't care if I'm tired. Right. I'm going to take over the second half and we're going to win this game. Yep. And there's nothing Patrick Williams or anyone else can do about it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I heard Stacey Dog and Pat in the broadcast and I, at times, and I was like, it's, it's Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've said it. Yeah, we keep saying it tonight. Like, it's Kevin Durant, dog. Like, certain things you just got to accept and deal with. Like I said, with Steph Curry, man, dude, Steph taking all these threes. Why can't they stop? It, it's Steph Curry. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you want right here? Um, Luke said, uh, who has KD not cooked in the league? Come on, Stacey. Like, yeah, like he he cooks. That's what he does. He is Kevin Durant, and they put their two arguably their two best defenders on him. Like you had Caruso on him, and you had Pat on him. Like they both had opportunities, and they both were getting cooked. Matt, the final shot was those same two defenders on him, <laughs> and he double pumped it and hit the bucket. He had they Damn. they played him so well that he had to alter his shot. Yeah. in midair, yeah, and he still made it. Still made it. And dog. the net did not move. He's I just vicious, though. Like he's just vicious. Like stupid. It's nothing you can do about that. You got, <laughs> I, lo- you got I love when it. like uh, older players, like retired players, would be like, "Well, I simply wouldn't let Steph Curry shoot threes. Like, <laughs> Okay. okay. Good luck. Uh, let's take ours like a break. We'll come back with some <laughs> more thoughts on tonight's <laughs> game. Uh, I think uh, I saw a few more people in the comments wanted to talk a bit more about Boosh tonight. Uh, anything else on your mind? Keep those comments coming. We'll get to them. We'll get to all the super chats yeah. we have. Hit that thumbs up button. How many people hit thumbs up, Joey? Uh, nice. Oh, we need more than that. I mean, it's a very nice number. Nice. But let's get some more. Let's get 169. Nice. nice. Um, tonight's post game brought to you by our friends at Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? 
If you are, we've got great news because our partner, Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Fox Lake, is starting their Ray Resolution Yay. with the Start Something New sales event. And you know what that means. What that mean? You'll be able to shop incredible savings on every new vehicle in stock because they want to clear that lot to make room for brand new 2024 vehicles. Nice. For a limited time, you can get up to $9,000 off of new Jeep models with a dealer discount. And that's not all. Shop their last call on remaining 2023 Dodge Challenger and Charger models, including Hellcat, Scat Packs, and more. Dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand, so you don't want to miss out on their last call with over 20 Dodge muscle cars to choose from. At Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect thanks to that raised price promise. And you know what it is. What it is. It's the price you see online on their website is the price you pay when you go to the dealership. Never will pay a higher price than the one you see on their website. No, no, no. They might save you even more money, and you might be even paying even less than the listing you see on their website when you go to the dealership mm -hmm. because they're going to do everything they can to find you additional savings. Also, CHGO Bulls fans can get a free oil change what? when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at racydjr.com slash service. But you have to book before January 31st. Yeah, yeah. For more information, visit RayCDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com. Serving the community since 1963. Boom. Joyce Mathis, what time is it? Game time, boo. Yeah. I felt mm -hmm. that. Very nice. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events nearest you with <laughs> last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying those tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it is not the place. No, 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 no. It is the place to find last-minute seats, find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, hockey, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. And with the zone deals, y'all, you pick the section, and game time does the selecting with an average savings of, drum roll, my pack. 18% game time always has your back so you can trust that game time guarantee is official. So take the guesswork out of buying those tickets, y'all, with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use that code CHGO, you will get $20 off your first purchase. No lie, terms apply. Again, right. download that app, create an account. <laughs> Redeem that code, C-H-G-O, $20 off is what your wonderful self will get for your first time purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed, because Matt Peck. What was it? Get that move. <laughs> Threw me off a little bit with I that know, one. That was a weird <laughs> cue. Um, I did uh, want to touch on Io and yes. the saw game he had tonight. I know, uh, shout out to our guy, French Bulls TV. He said, let's talk about Io. Sure. Before we get there, though, I did want to just briefly touch on this. Um, Luke Lorio, or I'm not sure if that's a capital I, Luke Iero, Ioro, saying, uh, talk about Vooch's defense and shooting, please. Uh, and then also... Um, South Garcon saying it's infuriating the tendency of this team to take a BS Vooch three at the most inopportune times. 
That shit is indicative of Billy Donovan. Ooh, 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 uh, okay, uh, yeah, Vooch has been cold from three pretty much all season long. Yeah, he was one of five tonight. Yeah, he missed a big open three in the fourth. Yeah, he may have missed two threes in the fourth. Mm-hmm. I I remember he missed one that was like yeah he did. Uh, and look the the thing about Vooch and the the taking of threes. South Garcon, you're saying like indicative of Billy Don. Look. I, I don't necessarily think Billy's out there, you know, in timeouts <laughs> and in huddles, the three. drawn up plays <laughs> to kick it to Vooch for a three. I think the Bulls are trying to keep the ball moving and sure. find good open shots. And sometimes the ball swings his way to Vooch when he is out on the perimeter yeah. instead of operating inside. And yes, he is ice cold from three this season. And that sucks. But you have to take those shots when they're open. I mean, do you disagree, Will? No, I think you, you have to. And that's like part of his value as a player, I think the the play that you guys are talking about, maybe there was two of them, mm-hmm. where it was Demar uh, in the post area and Vooch was spacing. It was like an empty situation where Vooch was at the top of the key mm-hmm. and the ball got doubled. I think actually one of them was Demar's kick out foul right, that got yeah. overturned, and the mm-hmm. other was a Vooch three. So like the question is like, why would you have Vooch spacing the floor there? Well, I think the reason is one because he has proven to be a valuable three-point shooter at times in his career. But two, he's the best side-to-side passer that the Bulls have. And so if the ball does get doubled, if DeMar does get doubled in the post, you kick it out to Vooch, he can then move the ball and keep the advantage alive. You also mm-hmm. take the opposing center away from the basket so DeMar can spin baseline and get to the rim, and there's no rim protector there. So I actually do like having him there. It's pr- probably not as lethal as just having Kobe there for a spot of three. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that that gives you as many options and avenues to find a shot if the DeMar isolation in the post doesn't work. The side-to-side passing, by the way, Vooch, seven assists tonight in his near triple-double with 19 and 17. Yeah, it sucks that he went one of five tonight. It sucks that he's been cold from three pretty much all season long. He had a solid game. Uh, South Garcon following up saying he, I assume you mean Billy, is not getting on guys who are taking (laughs) BS shots. But again, to me, that's the point. When Vooch is open... It, like, maybe if it's early in the shot clock, then say, okay, that's a bad shot. Mm-hmm. But most often, when Vooch is taking threes, it's because the Bulls succeeded in getting some ball movement on that possession. And, like, that, that big three that Vooch needed to take in the fourth quarter tonight, as I recall, the shot clock was at 0.8 when the <laughs> ball got to Vooch. And it, it came from some decent ball movement, but it was like, okay, the Bulls used all 24 seconds. You're going to call that a BS shot, and you want Billy to get mad at Vooch for taking a shot when... The shot clock is running down to zero. Yeah. Because guess what? If you don't think Billy calls out guys or gets on guys for taking what he deems to be bad shots, look at Javon Carter's minutes over the last 20 games. Because I think that's what we're seeing there. There's a thing as a good open three, and there's a thing as a bad three. I don't think Vooch is taking bad open threes. Just can't They shoot. just look bad because he's not making them, and that sucks. Yeah. That's, that is, that, that there's is a, a true difference point. there, though. That's the true point. Uh, when the ball is finding you and getting to you, what do you want him to do when he's wide open? He, he, you he's have taking to take those shots. Shot. Like, yeah, because if he doesn't, you're really disrupting the rhythm, uh, and that could lead to a turnover. You You've know cost the team, team a good so, shot if you yeah. pass that up. Yeah, so he's got to take those. And, and again, that's right, it sucks because he can't hit these shots. And there's a reason he's wide open <laughs> when they swing at yeah. balls because he can't hit these shots. But he's got to keep the floor balanced, so he's got to take them, you know, and I understand that. And honestly, Vooch was necessary, very necessary in this game tonight because, like I said, Drummond had a horrible game. And mm-hmm. I, and he should have been on the floor 
for for those moments with that. So I have no problem with uh, Vooch's game tonight. I wanted him to hit more of those shots in the fourth when he was taking those throws. I was like, ah! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was with y'all. I was like, no, God! Because I didn't have any faith they were going in. But I got why he took it. Like, that, getting understanding why you're taking the shot and then being mad because the shot doesn't go in are, are two different things, man. You know what I mean? I was mad they didn't go in, but I understood completely why you take the shot within the rhythm and flow of the offense. I think it's also a process thing. Like, you're talking about within the rhythm and flow of the offense. There's a difference between, like, a drawn-up play. Okay, so you could have Vooch taking two shots. One could be a post shot. The other could be a three-point shot at the wing. If Vooch is getting a post-up, it's usually a design play or the play has broken down and that's, like, the final option where you're just kind of, like, getting it down to him and bailing him out. But a lot of times in those situations, it's like Vooch, dribble, dribble, dribble. Everybody else stand on the, on the perimeter and wait to see if he'll kick it back out to you. Right. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But that, I think, is a different situation and process than, you know, DeMar posting up or getting into a pick-and-roll action and then Vooch popping out and being the beneficiary of somebody else's advantage. So when you were the one creating the advantage, when Vooch is creating the advantage through the post, I don't like that as much. I think sure. those are ones that oftentimes can feel really forced compared to an open three that he's getting as a result of ball movement. Mm-hmm. It's not like Billy's just designing a play to get Vooch a three. It's usually like somebody else's play right. that gets broken down and exactly. then Vooch is the open guy. Exactly right. And when he takes those threes where I feel like it's contested, I hate it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't stand it. Yeah, he, like, just, he doesn't do it. But, yeah, <laughs> right, like, no. But sometimes he'll take it and I'm just like, no, but it's few and far between. But I'm just, I'm just want to just specify and just making sure everybody know I feel you. <laughs> You're right. Like, when he goes up and takes it, I'm not happy about it. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, shit, because he's shooting like 20-something percent. But I get why he has to take it, because he's got to keep that floor balanced. Dalen Terry is another example. Y'all know I love him. But, damn it, I know, I know that shot probably ain't going in, but I get why he has to take that shot, because it's within that rhythm and it's open to him. you got to take that shot, man, because him putting it on the floor and making a decision to get to the bucket might lead to a turnover, which we've mm-hmm. seen it happen before. So, or if he doesn't feel comfortable with the shot, swing it out, you know, rotate it back. But a lot of times, guys, you got to take that shot. When Each it's offensive possession is really about trying to find, for the team, the best shot available. Sure. And so oftentimes that can be a DeMar isolation mid-range shot. True. Because that's like the highest probability of the ball going in. Sometimes it's ball movement. Sometimes it's Vooch in the post. You also have to play to guys' tendencies and where they're comfortable. And like Vooch mm. is very comfortable in certain areas of the floor, in order to keep him involved in the game, you got to find him and keep him in a rhythm by playing him in those positions. So yeah. sometimes that's at the top of the key. Sometimes that's in the post. Like, you, you can't just have, like, a mathematically perfect scripted yeah. game because it's not – they're not robots. No. Uh, BB4556 saying, outside his abysmal three-point shooting, Vooch is actually playing well. Uh, Connor adding in Vooch was an absolute beast on the boards tonight. He was. He had 17, uh, 12 of those defensive boards. It does stink that that one possession for the Suns late that ended with the second chance point uh, kick out three to Durant just right from the top of key. You knew as soon as KD pulled up from that. I mean, even before the pass found its way to Durant, you're like, Bulls didn't corral the rebound. Right. This is going to be a dagger from Durant. You yeah. just knew it. You just knew uh, it. You just it knew sucks it. that Vooch, who was among a you know a, just a pile of players under the hoop on that miss, yeah. couldn't come up with that ball. That sucked. He did come up with 17 rebounds tonight. That sucked. Um, Got to talk about Ayo. Yes, we do. Yeah. Well, should we take a break? Should we come uh, back? Yeah, let's take a break okay, real let's quick. Let's do that. Um, also, Garcon wants Billy to show him something when it comes to holding guys accountable and sit the big three when they aren't performing. We saw that one time. And Zach is still mad about it. <laughs> so, 
Join us in reality, won't you? <laughs> He's stupid. <laughs> Tonight's post game brought to you by. We don't get to hand out a goon of the night, sadly. And there would have been great candidates had the boys oh, held so on to this many, one. I, so many candidates. I, I mean, I'm so curious to know where your head was. So but many candidates. It doesn't mean we can't shout out our great friends at Empire today who have just the best flooring uh, shopping experience that you could possibly imagine. Shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire is the best place to get new flooring. You know this. Mm. So, of course, they have copycats, but. Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, speed. All competitors can do is advertise basement pricing for crap flooring. Crap! That's all it is. It's a bunch of crap. It's stuff that Empire wouldn't put in their own homes, so they're not going to tell you to put it in yours. Nope. Um, They are very specific when it comes to crafting their selection that they offer their clients. Mm. Just the best of the best. They also have the virtual floor designer, a great feature that's very handy, allowing you to see how different flooring options from Empire would look in spaces of your home. The lighting with the decor, all of that. Just snap a picture and then swipe through a bunch of different options. Super easy to use. Mm -hmm. They also service their own warranties. If an issue ever does happen to arise, just call Empire. They service their warranties themselves. No tracking down third-party phone numbers, manufacturers, none of that. Empire will take care of it. Schedule a free and home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. 588 Empire. Bam. Today. You want to follow up that beautiful dulcet tones with uh, a little comment, Chad? Oh, my God, man. You're making my night. A little comment, Chad? What? Are you kidding me? I'll tell you what, Dave. It's getting easier. Is it? For businesses to switch to electric vehicles, there's something we can all get behind. Mm-hmm. For the health of the planet, the well-being of all of us, we share it. That is absolutely correct. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van, shout out Lisa, or you have a whole fleet of shipping trucks, shout out George. Shout out George, who, by the way, tonight we learned officially, not a fan of Grace Nellon. <laughs> Hates his guts. He's Matt's friend. ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. That's right, Dave. That's right. Uh, so let me tell you, what, what, what should business owners do? You should go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. (laughs) If you own a business, don't wait. But also, as Matt will tell you, good for you. Start making your plans today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comment.com slash clean. Did you say comment.com slash clean? I absolutely said comment.com slash clean. Go now and see how Going Electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Boom, doggy. Boom goes the dynamite. Uh, and boom goes the dynamite. All right, wrapping up. We got a few minutes left. Um, I have to see you, Dave. Uh-huh. Just another incredible night. 30 minutes off the bench. I Billy is clearly relying heavily on Io. Yeah. Has well uh, surpassed Javon Carter in this mm-hmm. rotation. Um, basically, he's been leading the Bulls bench yeah. uh, in minutes for the last month, it feels. Yeah. Or at least the last few weeks worth of games. 13 points tonight on fairly efficient 6 of 11. Didn't knock down either of his threes, but, they were right you, you, know, you know, they were close. <laughs> One of them went half, Man. three quarters of the way down. Yes. 
Also, doing what we've come to expect from Io, doing on defense, had a couple of steals tonight. I mean, what what can't you say about this this young guy? Attack, attack, attack. Ooh, transition, Io. Oh, he's just always in attack mode, man, and his layup package just becoming mwah. It was awesome. Um, the defense that he played, when he, I can't remember who missed that first shot, but then uh, we saw the guy coming back down the other floor, and then he took that away and went mm-hmm. back down and scored and got the dunk. Like, it's so much fun watching him play. You see him playing with a lot of fun, a lot of smiles on his face when he's out there playing basketball now. Um, and, Will, you talked about it, just the comfort level of him right now this season, just at how comfortable he is, I guess, with the team. And now being that way on and off the court, you know, it's kind of showing, you know, on, on the floor. And it's amazing because, you know, to come from where this offseason was pretty much the last guy uh, to sign with the Bulls, to resign, I should say, uh, with the Bulls. And then it was a lot of questions. And we talked about it here on the show. Like, okay, well, where's he going to fit? You know, will he get time? Like, whose minutes is he taking? And Io was never – he never wavered, you know, in his confidence and his ability to get down – out there on the floor and showcase what he can do. He just needed the chance. And so he was scoring, as I kept saying, like the game within the game. Like he was scoring these pockets, you know, and just when the Bulls needed a bucket, bam, I got it, I'm going, I'm going to the bucket, and I'm, and I'm finishing. It's so in control watching him going and finish, and it looks so chaotic until he gets to the rim. And that is a real straight-up skill. That is a dude that got some real straight-up skill as a finisher Io is becoming just really, really dope at that, man. And knowing he's got, you know, that little thing he can do as far as the inside pocket passes when he's inside, getting the big man involved, even though we did not like that pass to Vooch in that fourth quarter, but that's okay. But he just really, uh, Will, just really looks like he's coming to his own and is finding his own niche on this team. Yeah, you never feel like he's really doing anything that is like out of his comfort zone or yeah. stuff that he doesn't feel like he can do. Like he's good at a lot of different things and he sticks to those things. Yeah. Um, and going back to your point about like him in the rotation. Yeah. I mean, he was the last guy signed on the roster mm-hmm. bulls paid more than technically they needed to because uh, you know, basically with the way that his money was working, like they could have just offered him a smaller, like closer to his cap hold and they overpaid technically mm-hmm. to keep him. And we were all kind of like, well, why'd you do that if you just signed Javon Carter to be your yeah. starting or backup point guard? Right. Like, where does Io fit into this, and why are you now giving him more money than you needed to? And, I mean, another guy that is just going to be on a steal of a contract yes. for this year and two more after that. Um, Io has been outstanding. He's outplayed his contract already, and I just feel like his defense is so outrageously good that is kind of overshadowed at times because of how good Caruso is yeah. and just, like, the team – being a really good defensive unit, he was shutting down Bradley Beal mm-hmm. for the majority of this game. I know Beal had uh, 17, 18 points on 17 shots, which is, like, not great efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, he blocked him a couple times. Wait, that he was just getting over screens, contesting shots, picking pockets. He blocked the shit out of Bradley Beal on a drive baseline. Well, yeah. Gabriel and um, just mentioned that. That yeah. block was insane. He, he was just amazing. And, like, the shots that Beal was making were tough shots mm-hmm. with like contests he followed them once uh but i thought it was pretty ticky tack i did not love that call that was like one of them that i mm-hmm. thought could have gone the other way um just really special defensive talent yeah. that they've got in io and then yeah just turning that into offense and transition um attacking closeouts like he's just he's found the things that he's going to need to do mm-hmm. as like a role player that's going to play a lot of minutes and he's gotten good at those things right. and then yeah you like sprinkle in some of the pick and roll stuff that he did at illinois mm-hmm. uh i just He's, like, very much in command of his game. His confidence seems like it's through the roof, and he really knows 
his role and he's executing it. Yeah. Uh, Matthias in the comments said, I was at the game in Phoenix. AD was out there practicing free throws after the game. I assume you mean Io DeSumo and not That's Anthony awesome. Davis. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Like, they, uh, yeah, I, I like what their mindset is right now, man. Like, mm-hmm. they really feel like they can win every game that they're playing. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it's a mentality. The more they continue to play, the more they're in these kind of games. This is why this game was so exciting to watch because it wasn't a fluke. You know what I mean? Like, they were really playing basketball. It was fun to sit here and watch, which is why I can sit here with some excitement. Like, damn, that was a fun-ass game. Of course I wanted to win. Of course I wanted to get this victory. But, damn, like, it just gave me, like, oh, man, we can really kind of do this right here. This is a good – it was a good game. Let me mm-hmm. just say that. It was just a good game. Uh, flip side in the comments said, anybody else hold their breath when Iowa went for that early layup on Grayson? Thought Captain <laughs> Dipshit might lay him out. We, we did, but, like, Dave, you had a good point, which is that, like, Io, the way that he sort of slow yes. played that layup yeah. in transition – didn't give Grayson yes. an opportunity to pull some mm-hmm. dirty fluky shit. He didn't allow it. He, like, he closed off his body yes, and he was did. like, hey, Grayson, I'm going to get this bucket and right. you're not going to touch me. That's right. He didn't jump into him. He didn't try to body contact, which is what Grayson you know, is known for and good mm-hmm. for, which is how he got DeMar DeRozan. DeMar, like exactly you know, later on in the game, yeah. gave him a yank, yank down, down mm-hmm. when DeMar was coming through the paint. That's exactly why, man. Yeah. All right, let's uh, get to some super chats and get out of here. We're already over time. Let's get super Joe. Let's knock these out, Joseph. Oh, Ooh, so many man. super chats. So many chats. So super. AK said the Bulls played well until the end of the third, lost their composure after drum and tech. Moment, uh, that was a momentum swing. Yeah. Rest made questionable calls. The Bulls had their chances. It was a momentum swing. For Agreed. Sure. Uh, okay. Some questionable calls, uh, you know. In, uh, I did look. Uh, Bulls were called for 18 fouls tonight. Suns 13. So mm-hmm. a little, you know, a little, woozy little imbalance. But mm-hmm. again, the Bulls had plenty of chances to win this game, regardless of what the rest were doing. Uh, Adam Hoover, shout out for the super chat, saying, "Why not put Drummond in for Vooch when they're just picking Vooch apart on switches in the fourth? Is it just ego and perception of being benched in the fourth? No, Drummond was getting cooked. <laughs> yeah. Drummond is not better in those situations. No, than he's not. He's just not. He's not." Yeah, the right I mean, decision was made tonight. I understand why sure. some Bulls fans, especially in Vooch's short absence with his injury, and so we saw the Pistons version of Drummond, were like, oh, my God, we got to play Drummond even more minutes or maybe even start him over Vooch. And he played well. It's like, yeah, because he was playing well. Mm-hmm. But, but like production was the box score. And if that's your specific you know, argument about switches on defense, Drummond is not better than Vooch. Yeah, exactly. Production in the box score is not the same as executing a defensive scheme. Yeah. And – Drummond is capable of switching out and guarding smaller players. He gets those steals. He gets out in transition. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, but Vooch is, I think, a much better team defender, a scheme defender. And the way that the Bulls are successful, and they are successful defensively, is really reliant on executing that piece of the defense at a high level, and Vooch does that. And I thought Eubanks got in his head mentally as well, which is why I was like, no, get him out of there, get Vooch back in the game, man, because he started coming for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, the TWW podcast with a 499 super chat. Thank you. Shout out. Saying in all caps, screw this team. <laughs> I spent my night watching that. Inexcusable. I'm done with this play in BS. Trade Vooch, Damar, and Levine, please. Imaginary hat throw. I'll give you a there real you one. Go. Just for you. That's for you. Also, you're just now deciding you're done with the play in tournament bullshit? Because. Welcome to the party, pal. No, fuck that party. <laughs> we going, baby. Let's do this. Postseason on the way. Keep playing, Bulls. Let's go. Uh, Melvin Winman in the comments with a super chat saying, I still don't get that Grayson Allen overturn call on DeMar. 
Bulls versus refs. Refs win. P. Will should have had two free throw attempts on the tip in. Well, but Will broke so, it down. Again, yeah. Will broke it down with the DeMar baseline midi, which was, if you watch the replay, Grayson did this in between two, DeMar's two arms. Did not touch him. No. And then DeMar yanked Grayson's arm on the way down. That's what happened. And as Will wrote, read the rules via our friend Cody over at 670, that's, that is the correct call to make. Mm-hmm. Wipe out the basket if you're going to review it, overturn it, and call it an offensive foul. Basket's no good. No Even good. if it were a loose ball foul, basket's wiped out. And then the Pat one, I, you seemed like you wanted free throws out of that. Yeah. I saw Pat never really gain possession of that ball, and how do you call it a shooting foul, if anything, a loose ball foul? I actually thought Pat might have, like, pushed on his defender to try to, like, get a little bit more leverage. Like, I, I, thought, I, I thought no call, but, like, that could have gone either way, mm-hmm. offense, defense, no, no call. Uh, yeah. That just, again, not blaming the ref tonight. Uh, Jay Bleedy123 said, so that Iowa kid's becoming quite reliable. <laughs> he very much Pretty. is. I mean, just Pretty reliable. thriving in this role. Playing thirty minutes off the bench, pretty much every wow. night, yeah, and it's just doing all kinds of wonderful things. Thirteen of the nineteen off the bench. Uh, yeah. Hoops Legion with a four ninety nine super chat. Thank you. Saying even though we lost, I'm still motivated by the way this team has been playing, especially Kobe. Yeah, let's go Bulls. What a, what a delightful outlook. Right. Let's get Kobe to that All Star weekend. Okay. Uh, I didn't say game. No, 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 there was a pause. <laughs> there was a small pause between you saying let's get Kobe to that All Star. We can't. No, you wanted to be a pause. There was a just pause. so you could throw that you stank paused. in there. You just wanted to throw the stank in. Don't put this on me. Who was stank? It was a pause. <laughs> yeah. It was a pause. Uh, pause. Has, have they announced anybody who's committed to the three point contest yet? I don't believe so. I don't think so. I think yeah. I've seen think a couple Wendy of names for the dunk is contest. In the, uh, skills challenge. That's the only one I've seen. Right. Okay. Oh, and I feel like we already got a couple yeah. names for the dunk contest, including good old Mac McClung. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Got to get those so non-NBA players back in the NBA dunk contest. Yeah. Uh, Mario P with a super chat. Uh, got here late. Can't rebuild this team after seeing this game. Teachable moments. Bad refs. At most, we trade Zach DeMar and see the next phase. Some would call that a rebuild. I would definitely uh, call that a rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not rebuild. Let's players. just trade our two most expensive <laughs> players. <laughs> That's like the definition of a rebuild. <laughs> Oh, bless your heart, Mario. Appreciate you, Mario. Uh, MC, Love a it. game like this, swap Zach for DeMar and the ball movement and pace continues, which would have led to a win tonight. Oh. DeMar continued desire to slow things is hurting this team. Mm. It's not like the ball completely stopped moving uh, in, in the fourth quarter, in the second half. It, it did get, the game got just junked up a little bit. They also yeah. stopped making their shots. They were, I think, 9 of 20 Boom. on threes in the first half and Boom. 5 of 14 in yes. the second. So, like... And the, the Suns were the other way. I think they made like <laughs> 9 of 20 in the second Yeah. I, like, you know, I saw somebody making a note of it on Twitter that the Bulls had 17 assists at halftime, and I think they finished with only 25. Mm. You know, you're on pace for 34 team assists. You right. only finished with, and I think they even had 22 halfway through the third quarter. So, really, mm. they only managed three assists for yeah. the last, you know, 18 They've minutes of the game. They've proven they can do it. They just need to do it consistently. Consistently. Like, Correct. Okay, if, if you just don't. <laughs> Uh, uh, brick all your shots down the stretch, then, then maybe it's better. I don't think it was necessarily that it was just league, like, oh, friends. the ball stopped moving. They stopped hitting shots. Yeah. Uh, 8K with a uh, last super chat saying, uh, no people hearing on Drummond, hating, harping, harping on Drummond tonight, uh, but Alec Cat has been really good. The Bulls this season, leading centers Alec and Cat. steals, uh, battling 
mental health. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's been playing well, and you know, it's been great. Ho- hopefully, we, we haven't yeah. heard he anything about you know the Drummond you know taking time off at some point last yeah. season to, yeah. you know, for the sake of his mental health uh, and and well, emotional well being. Hopefully, everything's good in that department. No, um, he's been good. More so than he's been bad. He's Absolutely. been solid. But he just had a tough game tonight. He, he definitely did. had a bad game. He did. But. And a lack of drumming minutes was not why the Bulls lost tonight. This is, this is a fact. Uh, okay. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. It is late on a Monday night. What Ooh. a way to start the week. Plus the heartbreak at the way the Bulls lost that one. Woo-woo. They will try to bounce back as they head to L.A. to take Woo-woo. on the Lakers. That's favorites. Uh, LeBron sat tonight in the Lakers Clipper showdown on Uh-oh. TNT, I saw. Uh-oh. Getting ready. Uh, Getting ready. Yes, he is. Getting ready. Yes, he is. To play the Bulls slash maybe blame his team's fortunes on everyone but himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Bulls are off tomorrow, but we will be here. Have a show for y'all. 5.30 Central Time. Maybe we'll talk about the latest Zach Levine gossip, amongst other things. Uh, And then we got an HQ uh, with Will and Mark for y'all on deck Wednesday uh, in between now and Bulls-Lakers Thursday. Hit that thumb on your way out. Follow Will, Will underscore Gottlieb. Read all of his thoughts, allchu.com. Big day, bow, BWL Sports. Bow. Our pound producer, Joey Spathis, is at Joey Spathis. Joey's Joey's 1.1K. Joey 1.2 now. Joey 1.2. 1.2. <laughs> uh, I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHO underscore Bulls. Uh, and yes, Sampo, I had to get that LeBron dig. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Right out of the wire. So impressive. Uh, we love it. Appreciate you, Bulls Nation. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow, 530. See you right, be good. Peace. Love you, ma. Thank you.